Welcome back uh, to Pack Your Mics, the top chef from the creators of Read It and Weep, uh, the show that is as effervescent as that uh, bubbly water in the opening credits. <laughs> and the gang is uh, barely here. I'm Alex in Portland, back in my captain's chair uh, alongside Megan. Hello. Hi, hey, Captain. <laughs> Some people like Daddy. I prefer Captain. Um, that's weird. I don't mean that. I'm sorry to everybody that I said that out loud. Um, I even like had a chance to stop saying it and then continued anyway. Anyway, um, I Kyle, will you, will you take over again? Ahoy, Daddy. <laughs> uh, worst of both worlds. Um, uh, and then also joining us in Los Angeles, it's new Sarah and Kyle. Ahoy! Here we are, sailing the seas of the corny. Center of California morning. Yeah, guys, it rains a lot here, as it turns out. Don't believe oh. the hype. I it's don't. It's actually very nice. <laughs> or wait, I do. I do. I don't believe you. That's what I meant. Is it? It's raining a lot. It's raining. Yeah. Well, it has been rain. This is the time when it rains a lot in LA. In the uh, during the Arctic blast. Well, I just got back from New York, where it was twelve. Yeah, and that's actually weather. This is barely weather, and people it was super are still unpleasant. being insufferable here. Well, I do. So I'm back. I'm back home uh, from the road. And I do want to say most importantly up top. Uh, great job, uh, Kyle. Uh, handling it. Handling the boat without us. He's throwing um, up double piece science. You can't see. <laughs> it was so podcast. great. I, I just was delighted to listen to the episode later. Um, you guys were all so funny. I laughed many times out loud on the subway. It was just a great, well, great time. I appreciate it. It, it was more pressure uh, filling your shoes, but I, I had a good time doing it. <laughs> did, uh, yeah. You, did you notice that you get to be less funny because you have to be you have to be the dad sometimes, and so yes, you're so focused on that. Dad. Excuse me, it's daddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a trap, and I have fallen into it again. Uh, well, you guys were great. It was really awesome. I I have nothing to contribute to. That. Like it was like a great show. So uh, really, really good job. Um, uh, I wish I could have been there, but it was really fun. So, but we're back together with a little panel to talk about season sixteen, episode nine. Oh, and here's a teaser: um, we have a new segment towards the end that's related to my trip to New York. So, there's going to be we're going to talk Is some it, New York food. Hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's the name of my new oh, segment uh, <laughs> about New York. Um, no, I just want to report back on a couple of restaurants I went to in a new segment that I'm going to call Tasting Notes. Um, oh, that's much that's much more fun than my idea. I, I like your idea, actually. But, uh, we got some, I had some good New York food. But first, season 16, episode 9 of Top Chef. Uh, this is where the gang heads to Nashville. Nash uh, Vegas, baby. Nash, Nash Vegas, Kentucky. The best part of Kentucky. Um, known for the inside of a theater... And the inside of a building. I don't know. We just don't feel like we got a lot of Na- uh, Nashville flavor, despite the Nash Vegas title. Yeah, it. Uh, we've been to Nashville once, and mm-hmm. it is a really interesting town. Like when this came on, Sarah's so like, "We should definitely go back to Nashville." Yeah, we I'm spent sure. like one night there. Uh, we had a very nice meal uh, and like walked through the kind of like music row, but we're we're gone very quick and. Basically, got a similar experience to yeah. Top Chef, where we yeah. saw two things, not nearly all of it, and then. I guess we, we just know that there's home. musicians lying <laughs> around everywhere. That's what we know about Nashville. It did. It really like everything was 
music themed, even if you weren't directly next to like a busker. It yeah. did feel very like music filled. We were we did stop there just for a night um, on our drive from Chicago to Los Angeles. Did you eat dinner with a king of Leon? No, the sex was not on fire at our dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they start off the chef's uh, uh, drive their uh, handy BMWs with in-dash navigation, the coolest feature from 2007 that a car could possibly have. I don't know why that's your selling point of your new car is like the thing your phone does better, but you have to type it in the trunk. They like yeah, the you know, they did. They did, like all our stuff fits. That was a good BMW. Got their money's worth with that. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know BMW. I just keep keep selling cars to rude people. <laughs> right. <laughs> that that's my that's my like stereotyping is whenever I am driving near someone who's in a BMW, they almost always cut me off or do something rude on the road. Yeah, I feel like the times I've been almost hit by a car, they're more frequently. BMWs than other cars. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're too confident in that the robot is like, you're better than everyone else. <laughs> Why not hit this pedestrian? Like, <laughs> this is a good impression of that robot. Confidence. Thank you. Um, my- that's part of my reel. Please hire me, BMW. <laughs> Great cars. Love the style of the trunk. <laughs> well, they, so their cars navigate them to uh, the address that Padma gives that is like, instantly recognizable as being on grand old opry lane so they they figure it out um and uh, they go to an empty theater where they cook on stage for country music star hunter hayes (sighs) like i I, i'm sure he's like great yeah but I, but I, I don't know who. It, sorry, Kyle's making confusing hand gestures at me. I want to see oh. this picture because I was wondering whether uh, Hunter Hay- we saw Hunter Hayes's feet, and I wanted to see this picture because we clearly do. I wanted to posit that he was maybe on an apple crate because he looked like a tiny man. Uh, <laughs> well, he, he yeah, he small. looks like a child. He's a baby face. He's shorter than Padma. Yeah, but he's apparently been making music for a while because Kelsey said she used to listen to him in high school. Yeah, and she's, well, Kelsey like, must also be a child. Because his well, debut she's... album was 2011. Uh, well, she's a few years younger than us, but not that much younger. So the math is confusing. Mm, it is. Yeah. But he is 5'6". Yeah, he might have been on an apple crate. <laughs> oh, poor little guy. Uh, oh, but yeah, that's no. funny. He, he's a little man that loves his red meat. He loves red meat. Well, yeah. So the challenge was in, in music themed was to cook from the rider of Hunter Hayes. Um, as you all know. Uh, the rider being the part of the contract that specifies what food and beverage you should have available to you while you're on tour, among other fun things. Um, but this rider was cook literally anything. Because yes. like, it was like breakfast, eggs, or oatmeal, or meat, and then lunch could be soup, or salad, or a sandwich, and dinner could be meat, or vegetables. Like It was just pick a meal and cook it for me in a theater. It, like the. Yeah, I kind liked that because oftentimes when they do one of these like celebrity challenges i feel like that's sort of their way to trojan horse in someone with an allergy or like yeah, yeah, yeah. a dietary restriction and i was sort of charmed by the fact that he was like i just love steak and he just really <laughs> wanted to like like his big complaint with the omelet was that he couldn't taste the eggs enough like he seems like a very like, nice simple diner complaint. well i think what it was what i told kyle was I bet he didn't like goat cheese because there was that goat uh, cheese sauce all over it. And I 
really don't like goat cheese myself, so I could see how that would be like the nice way for you to be like, I really don't like the ingredient you used in that. Yeah, yeah, that's totally possible. Also, Megan, like you, you sometimes like goat cheese, but in an omelet, you find it to be too much because it's like too much farmy. Yeah, well, yeah, I just find the flavor of the goat cheese with the flavor of the eggs to yeah. be too much. Yeah. Like I so otherwise like goat feeling. juice. Although I don't, I don't think I feel that way anymore, but I did. Oh. I did used to feel that way. You did. So, yeah. Oh yeah. I'm going to make you a goat cheese omelet then. Um, uh, so, but it's, yeah, it was nice. I like, I like at some point having a vegetarian challenge and an, an allergy challenge um, and ha- blaming the celebrity for it. But when you're doing yeah, a rider, f- shame them. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, when you're doing the, the, t- the rider for a whole tour though, you're feeding like, 60 people so it really is just like have an option of x have an option of y and then just cook whatever yeah and he did call that out with the cauliflower dish sarah's cauliflower dish that it's like someone's always having a crazy diet on my tour yeah but it's like but he said it was nice to have like a a veggie option that tasted really good still like i thought his comments were actually pretty good it's totally good and everyone did well which i like which is one of the things you get when you have an open-ended challenge frequently um it's just everyone did super well um riders are also like uh f- fun fact about riders that i know uh from my sister who's in the music industry is that a lot oftentimes they're also like part of the negotiations so you can get you're like oh we maxed out how much money the theater will give us for the budget but then they have a separate rider budget and so you can ask for stuff on your rider so like, like money yeah like bull or like like uh it was like snoop dogg gets a playstation bills. for everybody on the tour and then okay. they all just sell them to get more money. Hmm. But so like you show up and there's like 12 PlayStations at every theater he would go to. Um, that's that's actually insane to me. <laughs> it's, it is. I mean, it's insane to everybody for sure. That is an insane thing that they do. Um, but yeah, you, so you also put a lot of... Also, uh, famously, no one does what's on the rider. So the fact that they were trying to take care of it was very nice. Um my sister always has stuff that she slides into the rider that she's like, I get it maybe one out of ten times. They actually look for it. So, fun yeah, rider tour, awesome. rider facts. Megan? Uh, Jane. <laughs> I have a note in. to pay attention to you right here. <laughs> um, Jane asks, when Pack Your Mics goes on tour, what's on your riders? Yeah. Ooh, puppies. Puppy. <laughs> a puppy rider. Bring me a um, local shelter puppy that needs a home. And I'm assuming I'm really famous since I'm going yes. on tour. And I'll advertise right, yeah. it on my social media and get it a good home. But I oh. get to play with it until the person shows up to take it home. So that's this is such a, a good very idea. good answer. Jesus. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, that's brand. ridiculous. And now I'm like totally on board. This is actually going to work. Well, I have done. So I've never had a rider, but I have done festivals where they have a puppy tent. Um, where they get shelter puppies and then the artists can go hang out in the puppy tent. Um, and then at the end, and they, what they do is they actually, they hope a lot of the artists will adopt them, but if not, they will sometimes festival goers will get a chance to adopt the puppies, but it's just a place for you to chill out during the stressful festival. That's very nice. That's awesome. Dogs lower blood pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a great man. I was just, like, I thought we we're gonna have a long rift to build up to this, but you just nailed it on the first nope. one. I'm on a schedule. <laughs> oh, I've got one. <laughs> yeah, please. I'll do it very rock and roll style. I need two bottles of Old Weller bourbon. Uh, it's a specific bourbon brand that's basically like it's my favorite bourbon because it's Pappy Van Winkle. It's the same. They basically use the same uh, corn mash that's mm-hmm. used to make Pappy Van Winkle, but when they do like 
five-year and seven-year checks to whether the Pappy Van Winkle is good enough to be like Pappy Van Winkle. If it's not good enough, they just make it into Old Weller. So it's... <laughs> so it's, this is the this is the crappy Van Winkle. It's, it's not JV. Cra- it's, yeah, it's yeah. JV. It's basically if it's 1% too low, it just becomes Old Weller. So oh, it's basically like... It's like JV sliding doors, Pappy Van Winkle. And Pappy Van Winkle is very expensive. Yes. Very so, rare. Very hard to get. So this, this is, is a, the, like, the the everyman's Pappy Van Winkle. Yeah. That's good. I, I like the specificity of that, which also makes me think they probably won't do it. Um, one thing I like on a rider is a local thing, because you're traveling so much that if you, especially one thing that another thing that I know is that they get bored because you have the same like thing on the rider every time. Mm-hmm. And so you get a lot of the same things. So I've heard of bands requesting like I want like like for their for their booze rider, they'll be like, I want a local microbrew. I want a local distilleries product. And I so I think that would be wherever we are, I want um I want takeout prepared by some local chef that is of some repute. Just a separate okay. dish. I just want yeah, just I- like or whatever the like, whatever whatever is your local dish that you would make a quick fire challenge out of. I want one of those. Yeah, I do something like the best biscuit in your city. Yeah, yeah, bring me the best biscuit. Oh, that's a great idea. That's a tough challenge. Or I would well, take I would take a best croissant. Um, that's a fun. That's a that's a fun way to do it for me is to have it be like a little local flavor. Mm-hmm. Megan, what would be on your writer? Um, I'm going to ask for goldfish crackers. <laughs> uh, but you know how, yeah, you know you how are. like, you know, some, some bands are like, we only want like red M&Ms right. or whatever. Um, so I'm going to have to ask for like a, like a weird, like 26 goldfish crackers. Yes. Cause once I start eating them, I can't stop. So I need some, like, you know, I'm going to have to decide on the perfect number and then ask for only so that. Like, like, uh, like when president Obama ate seven almonds, you're going to be famous for like every evening. I have 26 goldfish crackers. Exactly. Exactly. And that gets me in the mood to rock. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. this will be fun. We're going to have uh whiskey puppies, goldfish crackers and a biscuit for our meal Ooh. before we go on stage on the pack your mics tour. Um, great question, uh, Jane. So the chefs, uh, cooking for this tiny country music star, um, anything like what, what dishes stood out? Uh, was it Eddie and Adrian both shaving vegetables or, uh, Michelle's grilled cheese salad? <gasps> that was oh, that awesome. Was so good. I know that Kyle said he feels like he's seen that on here a bunch of times. I feel like lots of people have said like, I got this grilled cheese croutons and mm. I, f- I want to say I've seen it at least three times before this on Top Chef. I think mm-hmm. now that you say it that way, I do think I have seen it before. But mm-hmm. but it looks good. It did look good. I listen. That's a salad that I'd want to eat. But yeah, absolutely. <laughs> How do you make the salad m- better? Is make it also a grilled cheese sandwich? Yeah, it's like a sandwich panzanella. Yeah. Mm. Oh man, I still haven't tried panzanella. But yes, that is. Ugh. I like it. So that seemed fun. Um, but in the end, uh, oh Kelsey, who was most excited to meet Tiny Hunter Hayes. Uh, was crushed because it turns out he doesn't like his food to be acidic at all. I was wondering about that. Yeah. Like what the I was I was wondering. Does if he have really a cut on the inside like of his mouth? Acid reflux, or yeah. if it's like a vocal cord thing, or like I was really curious about more. And I guess it's very personal, and this is not the get to know Hunter Hayes on a personal health based level, Alex. <laughs> but I just wanted to know why, or if it's just like some maybe bullshit diet. I hope that wasn't the case. Well. If it's any of those things, that's literally what your rider is for. 
Yeah. Yeah, true. Like this That's is this true. is his annoyance. This is his one thing you should have put. It totally unfair to Kelsey. I felt real bad about that. Yeah, totally. Especially because she was the only one who seemed to know who he was. Mm-hmm. Um but in the end, uh, uh up top were Sarah's cauliflower, previously mentioned Eric's oatmeal, which it looked really good. It, it did look good, but way to win with good oatmeal, man. Yeah. Um, that's so impressive. If it's it tastes, it, if it tastes good, it should win. I I, I agree. I think I think that was a, a very that was great. I was impressed. Also, the reason he took it was because one of the the rider things was we want eggs, but we will only provide six eggs to the whole group. Yeah, that Wild was stuff. confusing. I because there was that one basket of eggs, and I yes. was wondering if that was the entire egg mm. stock. That seemed to be the entire egg selection is a couple of eggs. That was so odd because there was maybe like it looked like not even a dozen in there. Yeah, and also it's so a weird, weird way to carry eggs in that little square wooden box. Hmm. Um, yeah, but uh, in the end, Adrian won. Uh, for her uh, fillet, for her uh, large round piece of steak that she did not think was very good until he tasted it and loved it. And um, she managed to cook despite the fact that she was dying the whole time. Oh, God. Oh, that shot of her in the car, like, I thought there oh. was a skeleton in the backseat. <laughs> like, yeah, it was just rough. She looked so sunken. It was uh. so, it was, and it was, and then she had to get out to throw up maybe. And, and then she cooked, and like by the way, we I don't, actually I guess this is I don't know if you guys actually talked about this last week. I don't think you did. Was um, this is weird? Like if you're sick, don't cook for people. That's a weird thing to do. Yeah, She's, I was wondering if they had like cleared her somehow to make sure she wasn't contagious. Right, because I yeah. feel like this is the episode where Adrian gives Hunter Hayes norovirus. That's what it looked like. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was assuming they had to have cleared her because they don't want everyone getting sick in the cast and crew, too. Oh, you know? that's true. I yeah, was assuming they had cleared her because if she was actually sick, I think that we've had things in the past where like, oh, they have to take a day off of the competition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, well, they did the preview of this this week's episode last week, as they do. Anyway, yeah. that wasn't too special. But they had um, Justin talking about how he was going to throw up. And it turned out be- to be just because he had... Um, forgotten a plate but oh, i thought right, that he right. was he was the next one to yeah. go and i was like oh no everyone's gonna it's cruise ship virus and everyone's like going dominoes. one at a time yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so i'm glad that that didn't happen but uh, that's what i was anticipating for this week yeah so. man <laughs> like uh, i kept watching him through the whole episode i was like well he he seems like he's doing really well it doesn't seem like he's getting sick <laughs> i guess oh, that was another, one other thing from last week that i was wondering about was that when uh brian was cooking in a hot tub it does seem like if your meat is above a bubbling cauldron of bleach that that can't be good for you either mm. yeah hmm. there's got to be fumes the heat like yeah we've all been near a hot moisture. tub the fumes are gnarly yeah Ugh. especially a boat hot tub <laughs> yeah yeah and one with like boiling shoes um with a shoe broth yeah anyway um so adrian wins and presume and she gets an advantage in the elimination challenge which i was this is the first time i'd hoped somebody would get get immunity because then she could just take a nap and not cook mm-hmm. <laughs> truly or i thought maybe her advantage will be like rest in a lot of fluids but no <laughs> it's just an extra hour of work <laughs> lucky her um so the elimination challenge um now they just go to a nondescript tower in nashville um, sky tower Sky Tower, great name, Nashville. 
Um, good view. It was the first time I think we, it was one of the few times we've had uh, a judge's table with a beautiful view. So yes. that was fun. Um, but they are cooking based on a memory, based on music. Anyway, it's it's a it's an open ended cook anything, but just tell a good story um, dish. And as a bonus, because it's music themed, the producers will play a karaoke track of whatever <laughs> band you mention in the background. Yeah, it seemed like they were trying. They got their like TV show composers to be like, all right, these are the songs. Yeah, kind of make the Top Chef theme into that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was, I mean, some, some somebody did that in an hour to make a sound alike on a keyboard is what they did for each song. It was really cheesy. Um, and you're cooking for a King off Leon and a Jonathan Waxman, among other people. Yeah. Good to see our buddy Jonathan Waxman. I, well, yeah, I, I feel like maybe something underutilized, but uh, always fun to see um, Chef Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're basically just cooking open ended with just with the story, which is which is fun. Um, uh, I guess so, let's yeah, please. Should we talk about the songs? <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, we should. I, so, like, full disclosure, we watched this episode pretty high. <laughs> but did one of the chefs... I did too. I was I was in an airplane. I was at thirty thousand feet. But... <laughs> uh, but did one of the chefs? Pick Incubus? Yeah. yeah. Morning View, the entire album. <laughs> that was... I was floored when that happened. Like, it, like every, you know, to each their own with musical taste, but I was like, what really inspires you? What? <laughs> <laughs> Megan, um, you just said that as if you have a long and, and, and colorful history with the band Incubus. Well, I don't know about long and colorful, but I did really enjoy that album in high school, so sorry, Sarah. <laughs> It's not like truly. It's just as like of when I think about like stuff that has like a lot of like texture and sounds and like things that might inspire you to think about like food ingredients. I'm not sure Incubus would be my first. Well, thing. it was yeah. not even I, shading the band, which I could do, but I won't because that's rude of me. And everyone has their own taste. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it was. I mean, people sort of took the challenge different ways. Some people yeah. took like, okay, here's what I was listening to at a time in my life and here's what I was cooking at that time and that's kind of what he did he was mm-hmm. listening to this album when he was doing his stage in Portugal yeah you might yes. remember that, that cooking Incubus's food did not go well well that's no. true yeah and it didn't work out for him so I know it was a bummer his story was interesting like it was a good way to like get some cool background on him yeah yeah mm-hmm. he's staging in, in, and he's running on the beach every morning listening to this record uh, and um, and this is food that he would have cooked from there but He's the only one who picked a full album. And yeah, that was an odd choice. And then he also, well, I guess Michelle cooked, picked a whole band, but um, uh, he picked oh, a yeah. whole album. And then also, I feel like he started packing his knives to go the second the guy said, we only have frozen octopus. Like, yeah, that was the end. That was the end for him. He never like, recovered you gotta, from you gotta no pivot. octopus. Especially after last week when he was like the eternal optimist, the fact that like this episode saw him being like, well, there's no point. Life is a sham. Uh, you should just all sink into nothingness. He like became Nihilus David. <laughs> yeah, and instead of taking the wheel and steering, <laughs> he just gave up. Is that an Incubus lyric? Yeah. I thought it might be. I, I don't know the band, but I can tell from the way you said it. It's really good. <laughs> all right. 
So what? kind of playing off of the reader question, can, can we have a diversion to say what song we would cook as I our food memory? I was afraid you were going to say I that. I was thinking oh, yeah, about this was... so much, and I have an answer. I have an answer, too, if you want. I, if I you feel want like you guys try. are better music than, than we are, so I would love to hear yours. Uh, Kyle, you should go first. All right, cool. I, we don't know each other's answers, either. Uh, so <laughs> mine... <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. I want to add a bonus game on top of this game, then. Sarah, guess what Kyle's is. Like the newlywed game. Oh, this is going to be bad. I know a band that means a lot to him on a personal level is the Avett Brothers. So I'm wondering if it would be one of those. But he has such good and varied music taste, it genuinely could be anything. Yeah, All right, I mean, Kyle, what is it? It is an Avett Brothers. Ah! Yeah! yeah! Love wins. <laughs> uh, it's They have a song off of basically their first album. It's the first song of the first album called The Traveling Song. It's all about them, like, coming from humble roots in North Carolina and how they play all over the state as they're, like, coming up as a band. And so I've only seen them play that song once, and I've seen them, like, 12 times live. Hmm. Uh, And the way I do it is it'd be uh, fried clams on a biscuit with pork gravy. So, like, uh, all across the state, you got fried clams from the east, uh, east coast of North Carolina then you got like a really nice, perfect biscuit and then uh, doing it with pork gravy because they'd have no chance of making pulled pork in the time we were provided. <laughs> Man, that is, this is a great answer. All right. Now you guess what Sarah's is going to be. I feel that she'd focus on the Northwest and like the music that I believe connects with her the most would be Fleet Foxes. Oh my gosh. Mm. This is such a good guess, but that was not the first one I thought. And of. then you would cook Fox. Yes, fox meat, as we all love to eat in the Northwest. Okay. Uh, not fleet enough, guy, if you got caught. All right, uh, sorry. Sarah, what would you actually cook? Uh, that was a really good guess. The first one that came to me last night, though, was that uh, I would do Beach Boys Pet Sounds, the, mm. the song, not the album, mm-hmm. um, and do like a very, very... Uh, fresh like layered salad with a bunch of like salty cheese in there and like mm. crispy different types of like fresh greens and tomatoes and just make something that's very like lush and tasty like that song i i i love both of those answers i'm gonna can i give a bad answer Megan, so like give, and then you can maybe do a good one sure i feel like i would do so i would do probably a tom waits song um, because we had a lot of Tom Waits memories together, and I would probably try to do some sort of taco, like a, a handmade taco, like we had at our wedding, as mm-hmm. as like a dish about ourselves. Although, as we saw from this episode, if you cook about your partner, you definitely lose. Yeah, you should actually do one about, um, you know, your dad or something. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> the t- the other two bottom dishes were people who cooked about like this is the first thing I ever made for my wife, uh, uh, and th- and now they have to be divorced. That's how bad those dishes were. So, <laughs> I think it might have been something where like you're cooking something inspired by someone else, so it's only how you feel about them. And I think that's a harder thing to like implant in someone eating it true, than like true. your own personally like exp- an experience. I think it might be like. Harder to empathize with that because we don't know your wife, Eddie. <laughs> well, the other, I, this is another thing that I have trouble with as a creative thing is that if it was like create a dish based on a song, that would be one thing. Or create a dish based on a memory is one thing, but create a dish based on a song based on a memory just feels convoluted. So it's like, do I pick like this is my favorite food memory and I want to cook something based on that? And then what music was I listening to when that happened? 
or yeah i like so what michelle did was like the beatles remind me of my dad um so but but like is she cooking the beatles or is she cooking her dad and then the dish was about her the beatles more than it was about her dad so it was just a weird um well it's also about the garden though right oh and the garden Yeah, yeah that's true what would you do megan um i was i i was thinking about that song that goes um I love the swishes because they're so delicious. <laughs> <laughs> and I do. Would, uh, you, wait, 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 would your food be goldfish crackers? Goldfish. Uh, three ways. Three ways. <laughs> <laughs> A fillet of goldfish cracker. <laughs> I'm into this. Yeah. It's going to be good. It's going to be good, guys. <laughs> what are the other two ways? I really would eat that. Maybe make um, a goldfish romesco. I yeah. oh, what if you did crum- crumbled goldfish crackers as a crust on a fillet of fish? I mean, I don't eat fish. No, but I know, yeah. but you you could. It's, I'm just playing. You yeah. don't actually have to do do this. This is not a real world. Yeah, yeah I think that could work. Sure. Um, I have uh, just as a the other thing that occurred to me right away. This is less beautiful than all these memories, but I do have a. I really like when rappers casually mention food. Um, so. Uh, some was it? It was who Eric's. was it? Eric talked about the uh, um, uh, steak, eggs, and Welch's grape from Biggie. Um, and yeah. I have like I have a there's like a J Cole song where he's like talking about how he's like in love for real, and he's like one of the ways he can tell is he's drinking almond milk for her, which he's like I never thought I'd be drinking almond milk. I just love when they talk about food, so I want I'd love to do something like that where I incorporate somebody's or like. Uh, uh, I mean, there's a rap song where a guy's like eating bagels with capers for the first time because he's rich now and he really likes capers. It turns out. Anyway, I, that stuff all delights me. So I want. I loved that way of going about it too. That was less personal and more like just based on the song talking about food. Yeah, and then we got the that also gave us the fun revelation that Tom used to live on the same street. Yeah, Tom and Biggie were best friends. Is that how you interpreted that? Uh, yes. definitely (laughs) yeah that was so fun um yeah and the 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 chefs at the table this what a great dining experience this would have been with uh the judges plus jonathan waxman plus king of leon and his wife who's good friends with padma um and is a model aldridge and she and she was like one of those great i love when one of the guests on the at a table is just stoked about everything like she was so enthusiastic about every dish that came out in a way that like Padman Tom are so stayed, you know, and then she was just like, what a great idea. Oh, this is so good. She's, I really like that. Uh, word, word on the street is that she's a very nice, genuine person. So I was it, excited I to totally see her. Believe it. Her husband w- made some real doofy jokes, but he seems nice. Yeah. yeah. Like he saw Tom there and was like, I must out dad you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a good, I felt like it, that seemed like they were all having a good time. And then when mm-hmm. like Tom mentioned the thing about Biggie and everyone was like, oh, shit they all it was just so fun yeah and the guy who was like um i always i've watched a lot of top chef Mm. and i just always wanted to be here when you said that it was the best dish of the season (laughs) oh yeah who was he so i know they had everyone's names really quick but then he showed back up later and kyle and i think had both forgotten that we'd seen him once before and we're both like what yeah (laughs) when he popped back up with his interesting look um so i let's uh, so michelle won for her dish about the beatles and the gardening and her father um and uh making us all cry i assume i'm assuming i'm not the only one i was on a plane weeping watching top chef trying to make sure the guy next to me uh did not notice 
Yeah, I was at home by myself, weeping. (laughs) So, so much crying. Yeah. Um, It was, um, yeah, that was really, really powerful. So sad. Yeah. And I'm so glad she won because after all of, if the dish had not been great, uh, couldn't have been there for that. Yeah, man, because they had teased like her crying and Padma crying in the preview for the episode. And I was like, oh, because I kind of don't like when they do that because it feels like a very like reality TV thing to be like, look at these emotions. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. like it was actually a very beautiful, like really touching moment. And I know like part of Padma's job is like asking these pressing questions when the producers tell her that something is up there. But mm-hmm. she does it so beautifully, and I, she really does care about all of them. So it doesn't feel fake when it happens. Boy, mm-hmm. and I, the, yeah, the, she, her response after all of this, when Padma said uh, to Michelle, she was like, I, I think you've done a tremendous tribute to your father and your memory with him, was just the most perfect handling of that situation. And that was like, the, I, I do feel like in general, Padma is underappreciated, not on this podcast, but on the show in general. And that, yeah handling so beautifully of such a delicate moment uh was just incredible i was that was just i was just in awe of her ability to just so so perfectly make everybody feel okay moving on to the next part and honoring what had just happened and like listening and caring it was really really impressive yeah she she's she's a gem she's a gem to have her absolutely and then they did just because I didn't get to do this with you guys last week, but then they had the slide at the end for, for Fatih. Just so much crying on this episode. Yeah. God. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. Ugh, very emotional times. But I, it, it's... But the other cool thing about this is, like, I think it's really good to periodically remind viewers as well that, like, this is a real like passion for the people who do it. It's not just like something you can like be the best at. And it's not just about like making something that tastes really good. It's like, it's a real art. And that means that you have a lot of emotional stuff connected to it. And that's why mm-hmm. the finale is often so great, you know, cause they like underscore the like emotional connections to the things. Journey. Yeah, yeah. But I really love it when they allow them to like show something of their heart in other ways in the competition too. Like, not like they, are discouraged from doing that always, but I feel like the, the fast pace and the competitive nature of it sometimes like obscures the fact that this is something that people really love and feel a lot about. And it's, it's very cool to see that. Like, I totally agree with that. And I love that. Although I also, it also reminds me like the, (laughs) I started laughing while you were saying that because I was. It reminded me of Big CJ because I remember. Like, <laughs> so, sometimes the finales are also the lack of emotion, where it's like yeah. three people who met their the loves of their lives, and then CJ is like, "I've been really into peas recently." But he was really into peas, so right? Into I mean, he was into foraging. Like, <laughs> it was his passion. He was passionate about peas in a way that other people were about a human connection. <laughs> Ah, oh, it was good times. Anyway, let's talk about some weird ass clams. So, um, David in the bottom for his terrible clams, uh, uh, and they, we we ended up with the classic. Uh, what's the bigger sin? Which I love when the judges' table comes down to that. So, what do you guys think? Lack of passion or over saltiness? Because we also had mm. two people who managed to over salt dishes, which for Tom is almost impossible. I would say over saltiness felt- for sure. Yeah, I would have thought so too. I think salty yeah. is just so tough. I thought lack of passion was like sort of harsh criticism. <laughs> yeah, it was. That was it pretty was. rough. It was. It was <laughs> because it, it felt, yeah, lackluster seemed to be the appropriate word that, that Waxman used. 
Yeah. But like, it's hard to tell since we're not eating them. I guess it was honestly just like a worse dish. But the the salty thing seems like that's the cardinal sin on Top Chef for a reason, right? Especially saltiness due to poor cooking. Like saltiness due to over-reducing a sauce and still putting that on the plate. Like that, that's, that's bad cooking technique. And then, yeah, and his solution was to throw in more butter when it was already like a buttery, buttery dish. And yeah, yeah, that, that was, that was some, that was some big mistake, some big amateur mistakes. Yeah, it was was sort of surprising that David ended up going. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was not for me. It was confusing because I still think David and Eddie are the same person. I don't know how. And so I was not clear. And I, <laughs> I when I was talking to Megan about the episode last night, because we watched it separately. And then uh, when we were driving back from the airport and we were talking about it, I on multiple occasions got the two of them confused very genuinely. And um, <laughs> she had to correct me again. So I just don't know the two of them apart. So I feel like. It was shocking to have made two bad dishes. Then, of course, you're going to go home. (laughs) How did you manage to blow it on both of these? Yeah, Uh, I don't know. It's just an off day. Yeah, off off day indeed. But uh, Michelle wins, and uh, David goes home. Yes, thank you. (laughs) David goes home. Uh, Which bring? Oh, and really quick update. Uh, for those of you uh, googling ahead, uh, Tandy Wilson was the chef who said he'd always wanted to be there. When something was called the best dish of the season. Oh, Nashville okay. chef, James Beard yeah. award winning for best chef Southeast. Mm-hmm. Tandy Wilson. Wow. Uh, well, great stuff. Tandy. 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 Hmm. It's a name. Okay. I like it. Um, you know, the, the last man on earth, the series, the, nope. the late great last man on earth. Well, it's a wonderful TV show about a Tandy. One of the running gags on there is that the main character's middle name is Tandy. And after one of the only other people on Earth shows up with the same name as him, everyone starts calling him Tandy by default. <laughs> That's fun. Because right. the other guy is much better looking and cooler. All <laughs> so right. They all decide that the other guy needs to be Tandy. All right. Well, it's so a it's... great show. You should watch. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, there's your recommendation. And uh, Tandy is your, uh, your quotation. And that is going to bring us to... It's time for... You guys, yeah, it's back. It's Megan's mailbag with the fresh mailbag song, the original mailbag song. Uh, thank you so much, Betty, uh, for writing in last week, having dug up the uh, YouTube video and finding what the song actually was because I didn't write it down. And uh, it, it very, very exciting. It's a, it's a, by a group called Passion Fruit, the Ring a Ding a Ding Dong song, Ooh. and. Uh, Boy, what a ridiculous song it is. Um, also, it's in Spanish, which I didn't realize. Um, so thank you, Betty, for digging that up. Uh, the listeners all appreciate it. Yes. The people have demanded this. The people so. wanted it so bad. So the mailbag song is back. <laughs> Megan, fresh off that. What's in your bag? Annabella writes in, uh, I'm a longtime Top Chef uh, fan and i've been listening to your podcast for a couple of seasons all the mm. way from Pol- portugal oh hey say hi to wow. octopus for us i've been yeah, waiting for how's the incubus 
I've been waiting for David's Portuguese-inspired dish since episode one. Would have loved to see his grilled mm-hmm. octopus dish, mm-hmm. but I was excited about his pork and clams since that's actually my favorite Portuguese dish. Yeah, like, so it did wow. seem like that was a good, would have been a good substitution if he mm-hmm. had handled the clams well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, needless to say, I was disappointed with the final result, and whatever hard time David's family gives him, he probably deserves <laughs> some of it. <laughs> yeah, that was, in, in Last Chance Kitchen, Tom was like, you're going to get so much shit when you go home for that. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I think yeah. I cut you off twice. No, it just, I was going to say, like, when he was describing both versions of his dish before, it did sound really good. It, it's always a bummer when something, like, you can tell it just didn't work. Yeah, and, like... Yeah, and like over eat like the sauce probably might have wouldn't been good if you didn't over reduce it and if you'd had the right size clams and well, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it it is a sad way for something to go, although at least it's not like I like I don't know, I, at least when somebody blows it like this, I feel a little bit I actually feel like I feel better than when everyone cooks incredibly well and someone goes home for a perfect dish cuz he's like, "Yeah, I know what I did. I blew it. I felt it. Everyone knew that I blew it. Now I do the next like it's easier to at least pinpoint where the where you went wrong." Mhm. Yeah. Um, Adrian asks, are they not allowed to say that Nashville is in Tennessee? <laughs> I don't That's think they did say question. that. They never once said... Uh, yeah. And even, I think Kelsey was like, you went to sleep in Kentucky and woke up in Nashville, but they never mentioned the state. <laughs> Tennessee Maybe Nashville is the state? Yeah. I'm state. starting to reconsider if this is like a Mandela effect thing where like, is Tennessee a state or has it always <laughs> just been Nashville? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good question. Name another city in Tennessee. I dare you. There you go. Chattanooga, Knoxville. Mm-hmm. Well, not. it's not funny if you do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a, a good friend from Tennessee, so I feel like we would be uh, in trouble if we didn't know at least where she came from. Are those... Wait, wait, wait. Really quick. Those two su- cities you just mentioned, are they in Nashville? Not I as mean, far Knoxville as I could know. <laughs> Unclear. Uh, all right, well... So maybe maybe just the state of Kentucky paid so much that they were like, you can go to Oh, maybe they Nashville. annexed Nashville. Oh, that's, that's possible, too. A bold <laughs> business move. <laughs> um, Adrian also asked, who is taking care of the garden while they are in Nashville? Okay. Oh, my God. I'm so stressed about that garden. I am, when are they going to have to grow things? If, okay. There, I... <laughs> I picture the garden as the seven or eight chefs remaining. There's like of the 16 plots of dirt, like there are eight that are still green and verdant. And then the rest of them have just died from (laughs) neglect because no one's there to water them. But I, man, if they never come back to this garden, I'm going to be a little disappointed. How do you check off's garden me? Yeah. Maybe well, we that was like native time. advertising for the concept of gardening. Like the gardening <laughs> industry is just like, hey, we got to get a spot in Top Chef. Let's yeah. just have them garden. I, I love the idea that it's like, look, we, the, the message to take away here is that you will start a garden and it's fun and you will never keep it up. That's truth in advertising. It's very difficult. Yeah. The hey, fun part is starting. The garden biz still has your money, whether or not your garden lives. <laughs> it's true. That's your big garden. Who sponsored this episode? Oh, it's the garden police coming to get us outside. Well, maybe they weren't a garden. Maybe they were just a very small Hidden Valley ranch. Ah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what is a garden but a tiny ranch? I don't know. All right. Now, this is kind of like, this is shaking my perception of Hidden, Gardy, Hidden Valley Ranch. Because, like, is it a ranch in Hidden Valley? 
Or is it ranch seasoning harvested from a hidden valley? Well, but so a ranch, isn't a ranch like just grassland for the cows to eat? Like, (sighs) I don't know. know I don't know. I don't know what a ranch is. I know there are like cows and horses there. Yeah, I feel like a ranch is not for growing seasoning. I think a ranch is for growing cattle. But that's what I'm saying. Is it named after the ranch where somehow they had like cows and someone came up with this dressing that everyone loves? Or is it a Hidden Valley where all the ranch comes from? So I believe Hidden Valley being the brand makes other salad dressing. So like, like are there a thousand islands in a Hidden Valley? You think there's Hidden Valley Thousand Islands? I do think that. I think that for sure. <laughs> huh. I, I think they make other flavors of ranch. You don't think they do other I've never dressings? I've seen another type of dressing. Well, you're going to be so go. okay. disappointed okay. when 1.5 okay. ounces of Thousand Island from Hidden Valley brand show up. Don't you dare. I hate it. No. If you do that, we'll leave this podcast. That's like <laughs> that's like sending... That's like an act of war. That's sending a demon to our house. <laughs> okay, we're looking at the Hidden Valley website right now. We're on the products tab. Yeah, so they... No, I, I'm, I'm looking at the product. Oh, they, this they, is they, gross. They have a Thousand Island seasoning packet as well. You're like it, You can get it in the <laughs> bottle or you can get just a Thousand Island seasoning. <laughs> they have a line of creamy dipping sauces called Blasted. <laughs> <laughs> this is worse than my worst imagining. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're all it's all ranch baby like they put some other gross flavors no in there, they got but it's caesar all... cucumber dill lemon garlic all right fine um fine fine <laughs> coleslaw oh my god i gotta get off this tab it's so gross <laughs> blasted is so funny blasted ranch dipped pizza is the flavor oh. of the dip huh Oh, this is so bad. I I like, uh, well, I'm much more curious about the uh, zestier ranch t- that is two times zestier than their normal what ranch. What is the zest? Dangerously the zest zesty. Yeah. Like onion powder? What is, is the zest to eat? This is definitely the, the ranch flavoring that like in the commercial, a cartoon tiger is sneaks into the factory and turns it up too much. <laughs> yes. Yeah, You're it's like, Zester Zeta. Oh, and <laughs> as far as the ranch name goes, I have a theory. Okay. Um, uh, but wait, do we have more about the cartoon? No, just, first sorry, I just want I you know. to recognize, though, that I was right about them making Thousand Island. That's all. But uh, No, it, you're you're right. I admit defeat. I was too cocky. But Don't I think, send us dressing, please. Please don't. We really don't <laughs> like it. Where I'm a balsamic gal. Kyle hates all dressing. Okay. Um, so... I think the ranch name comes from the ranches where you graze your cattle and whatnot. But I think because it's usually it's traditionally a buttermilk base. So I think it's the mm. ingredients that you would have on a ranch, right? So it's like the yeah. buttermilk from your cows mixed with spices and things. I think that's why it's called that. I think that makes sense. Um, so then, okay, so then what's your theory for the origin of coleslaw flavor? I don't know. I think the devil uh, runs in Valley Ranch. That's, that <laughs> that's a real hereditary, if you know what I mean. I love callbacks. What is hell but an, a hidden valley? It a, right? <laughs> yeah. It's a very deep the valley, mo- very well hidden. The most <laughs> hidden of valleys. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> all right. This went a little bit off the rails, but thanks, Adrian, for the uh, garden question. <laughs> Talking about. I genuinely couldn't even remember. We have, we have so much more to get to. Uh, J number three writes from Louisville. We have so many J's. Uh, as for moving an episode to Nashville, 
there's just not that much else to do in Kentucky. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They started at Churchill Downs. They went to a distillery. They've gone to the lake. I know that they go to the University of Kentucky basketball event later. That's about it for big draws. Wait, did they? Is that next week? Because there yeah. was a basketball yeah. for the next week. They're back in Kentucky for that. Well, yeah. So yeah. Oh, that's weird. It was a day trip to Nashville. I feel like yeah, Nashville is getting kind of a uh, short shrift here. They should have gotten entire season. They should do yeah. a Nashville season, and I expect they will in a couple seasons. When we were talking about preview. season ideas a couple years ago, we uh, or possibly even last year, we were talking about places we'd love to see them go. We definitely talked about Nashville. So. Nashville, yeah. fight harder for your right. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, because I mean, shot. I feel like the Grand Grand Ole Opry is probably one of their big, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, places. So it's kind of like this was a throwaway. Yeah, yeah they used yeah. it up on such something so small. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they like they have lots of good food in Nashville too. Like I, I think it's a thing where they could sh- there's like legit restaurants that they could be showcasing, and the way that they do like signature restaurants and other and like. Denver and Chicago like there there's there may not be there may be a similar number of like cultural things in Nashville as there are in the state of Kentucky but there's also a lot of really good restaurants that they could showcase I I do feel like they're do, they're trying to do like the, the the restaurant showcases are less common than the showy yeah. venue like especially if this like the just since this got brought up next week they're going to be in a college basketball arena and I don't think I've ever been less excited for a pre uh, coming up. Yeah, I oh, hate the live the arena events and the just and there was some trash talking that didn't turn fun and that yeah. that that's like I I'm ready to fully turn on Adrian and be like she's secretly been the villain all season. <laughs> well, in her defense, she does have norovirus. <laughs> eh, no, maybe. I, hey, listen, I'm not. I, I stopped myself from saying something really mean. But if you, if you pull that stuff out, where you're like in like playfully insulting someone in front of several thousand people but yeah. then start a chant about how much they don't like your food that's horrible yeah that's, that's weird some sadistic but shit. that's but th- th- that's what i think that's the trap of this stupid challenge is that they want you to be participating with the crowd in some way and it's just that's just a not a fun way cooking in an arena it's yeah. just not a, this is not fun for me well, J number well, three also, would agree with you. Oh, go ahead, Kyle. <clears throat> oh, I was just going to make a passing reference that you're also cooking an arena of a team that's helped kill college basketball in <laughs> the recruiting process. So. All right. Yeah. So J number three totally agrees. Uh-huh. Uh, um, I did receive an invitation to the event at UK, but declined. Ooh. I detest UK and you have yeah. to wear UK gear. <laughs> we had none and did not want to buy any. I like that. <laughs> also... There were Are no promise of getting to taste the chef's food. Oh. Uh, and and in go? fact, they were only going to make concessions available for purchase. <laughs> <laughs> you'd go to a Top okay, Chef so. game and then you, like, event and then you'd have to go buy a $9 hot dog. <laughs> okay, this is this is going to be a big uh, offshoot. But I heard about a similar thing that a friend of ours did in L.A. for the movie A Star is Born. Uh-huh. Uh, she's like a big Lady Gaga fan, and so like all the like concert scenes in that movie are filmed at like the Greek theater in L.A. and at Coachella and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they were doing like the big signature like shallow scene, but she they they had like an open call to Lady Gaga fans to come see this. But one, they didn't have any sound, so they couldn't hear what they were singing. Oh no! 
and it was basically that the extras were there for like five to eight hours right just standing out there while they were setting up shots of just bradley cooper and lady gaga on stage so it's like all these lady gaga fans that like are so excited to be there and they didn't get to hear any music that's no. amazing you, you, what i love about lady gaga is when she has no production values and you can't hear the music yeah what? bradley cooper's up there wiping the makeup off her face yeah, just to, just, just to watch a pantomime concert that is very weird yeah and some people i mean but the one thing i will say is like at least with that extra gig you have a seat that's true you know it's sometimes you're just standing in the just crowd for so hours. often mm-hmm. um yeah well good good job jay number three for not buying into this obviously <laughs> crap event way to go jay all right so we have some some stuff to cover in terms of uh, Cincinnati chili. Boy, do we. Um, look, yes. if, you, if you tuned into this season and you were like, I hope this is not an entire season of a podcast dedicated to trying to understand Cincinnati chili without eating it, um, then I am so sorry because that is what we have become. I would say the show is 80% people writing us about Cincinnati chili. Um, Jay number three also uh, has some comments about Cincinnati chili. Uh-huh. I went to school in Cincinnati briefly and used to go to the original Skyline Chili Parlor. It has also spread to the Louisville area. It is very much like hot dog chili, as you guys have mentioned, nice. and could be considered oh, to guess, be Kyle. on the thin side. Mm-hmm. It is ordered in ways. Uh, so there's three-way, which is noodles, chili, and cheese. Four-way, a three-way with beans or onions. Okay. And five-way, awesome. all of the above. Oh, wow. They serve it on a plate, not a not a bowl. It is a big plate of spaghetti, then covered with the chili, your option of beans and or onions, and a large helping of cheddar cheese. It is served with oyster crackers and hot sauce. And mm. if anyone wants to try it, they, he provided an Amazon link. To, which we will throw Cheers. in the show notes to the original Skyline Chili. This is the Cincinnati favorite chili. Mm-hmm. So you can actually get an idea of how how it looks at least. I'll throw this in the chat for you guys if you want to click on it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so there's some Cincinnati's classic chili. Yeah. This isn't making it less weird that you're putting it on noodles, but it is interesting that there's the ways. Well, at Katie Lucy writes in, uh, adding to the chili discussion. How does everyone know about Cincinnati chili but us? Because uh, we're on the West Coast. I don't know. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. We do have some West Coast bias. Yeah. Uh, there's a place in Metro DC called Hard Times that offers four different types of chili, including Cincinnati. They let you try it before you order, which is kind. Oh, that is nice. Yeah. It's actually really good, but I prefer it over cornbread. The out. cinnamon <laughs> adds ri- richness. Interesting. Huh. All right. You know... I'm sure it's good. It's just every time someone explains it to me, it's like I follow, I follow, and then they add one more thing, and I'm like, "What now?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that I think if we were to boil down our discussion over the last, it feels like ten years. Um, the cinnamon is the biggest sticking point for us. No, mm-hmm. that's not even it anymore. I've moved past the cinnamon, and now I'm on to oyster crackers and hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Which also I get like. In theory, because you're basically making like a like a curry, and all oh. of these things are things that like you know you would want alongside perhaps a, a soft, spicy mass, you know. But it's just I yeah. I I feel like I I've probably at some point in regular chili had hot sauce and oyster crackers. That makes sense to me. Hmm. Just the yeah. cinnamon I, makes me want to die. Mm-hmm. I just want to. Re- I make clear my position. I'm 
90% sure I've had Cincinnati chili before, and I think it's just grand. Huh. That was unclear to me from having listened to these discussions. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I think I've had it. I maybe haven't had, like, Skyline chili, but I've had chili from places that are, like, Cincinnati style. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I think I think last episode we were... Uh, there was some discussion about cheddar cheese. Yes. Oh, um, this was the maddest. This is what I was tempted to write into the show. Was um, that somebody mentioned cheddar cheese on chili, and then uh, some some of the hosts, and I won't name names because uh, they're not here, um, were upset at that idea. And that is clearly how chili works. You take chili, you put cheddar cheese on top. That's the normal state of chili. Well, yeah, for chili. But the chili, this chili as described, doesn't sound like chili that we've had with cheese before i think this is where the cinnamon thing came into play right is like i think we're thinking of that as a more forward flavor in the blend than it actually is and when i think about the taste of cinnamon with the taste of cheddar that doesn't sound like the best to me but i think the cinnamon adds depth as that reader noted and then it you have the you know it's appropriate to put the, the cheddar on on your rich delicious chili also i think for me the idea of spaghetti with cheddar on it was a block for so me. So I, I understand that, but that's what mac and cheese is. No, no. <laughs> that's a cheese sauce. Well, but it's melted cheddar cheese. I do have to say it depends that on what recipe uh, Alex was out of town this week. And um, so I made myself some spaghetti to kind of last the whole week. And I had like a marinara with lentils in it. Oh. So it's kind of kind of like Cincinnati chili. Probably not really. But I, I had some of that unexpected cheddar from Trader Joe's oh, yeah. that has the Parmesan and the cheddar together, That's and that was really cheese. good on pasta. So I haven't heard of this. Yo, oh, un- this is a great if, if if you're looking for a Trader Joe's recommendation, unexpected cheddar. It's like it's a sharp cheddar with a Parmesan blended, and so it tastes like a really old cheddar, like in a good like a really aged cheddar. So it's just. It's really salty and delicious and crumbly. And it's awesome. So good. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, I'm so hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Mar- Margot had written in and, and was confused and thought we all thought it was weird putting cheese yeah. on chili because it's Margot's favorite chili add-on. Doesn't matter yeah. what kind. Chili has to have cheese on top. I We totally agree with that. Yeah, I sorry, Margot. Oh, yeah, the, 100%. Margot, 1,000%. Yeah. Those people have been kicked off the show. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure, I think I said something about it too, because it's just like a lot of flavors to wrap your mind around when you haven't actually had it. I'm positive it works together because look how many people love it. Yeah. (laughs) Or or just want to be in in the discussion about it. Not all of these people have said that they love it. Just that they are aware of different facets. (laughs) They'd have knowledge. (laughs) Um, Oh, we have to bring in one more uh, bit of uh, of mailbag, Megan. Uh, So Meredith writes in, Meredith, uh, has written in these past couple oh, episodes. The keeper of the memories, just, Meredith. Just uh, awesome top chef knowledge. So I think we really top have to listen to this. Uh, uh, so Meredith says, did you guys see the preview for next time? A three on three challenge with seven chefs left. I, I smell a sudden death quick fire. <gasps> I can't do math. I missed that. I did not catch that either. That is uh heartbreaking meredith but uh, i don't doubt you for a second i didn't catch that but during last chance kitchen there was a moment where tom says you got two more of these mm-hmm. to david and i started doing the math like are they bringing him in for f- the final five yes mm-hmm. and now 
Now that makes sense. It makes more sense. Ah! Yeah, there's two of these, but some of them might be doubles. Right. Oh, and I hate sudden death quick fire. Oh. I'm sorry. For, I'm not laughing at the sudden death quick fire. Our dog just like popped up underneath the table and started licking our feet. Oh, oh, Woody. Yeah. Woody. Um. Well, thank you so much for everybody who yeah. wrote in to the mailbag. I am. I do have one. Uh, mailbag entry that i'm saving for later oh so. great okay right so Keep if you're listening. waiting for like where's... <laughs> thank you for that if you were if you had written in and you're like but i mine's not getting uh, talked about yet just hang in there um uh we've got to do a couple of quick things before we go the show's already uh already getting kind of long so uh really quick let's talk about a no chance oh th- thank you everybody wrote in you can send us feedback uh you can send it to mailbag at packyourmics.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter and on the web, packyourmics.com. Uh, please keep all of it coming. We'd love to hear all of it. Um, um, so even the Cincinnati Chili stuff. Well, I think I, I feel like we may have exhausted this topic, but maybe you'll prove me wrong. I can't wait to find the new, uh, a new facet to Cincinnati Chili I hadn't thought about before. Now, on to No Chance Kitchen. Uh, the challenge today, because David's food was sort of hard to tell what was in it, it started to tell the clams uh thomas challenged everybody to cook with unidentified food objects so they have a <laughs> table full of foods what a it was, oh, i love last chance kitchen so much i actually have decided recently i might like last chance kitchen more than the show more the than the show i wow, just i just feel like it's so fun um it's very fun but i miss padma yeah, oh, yeah yeah i definitely miss padma although i like tom more on last chance because he's more himself and it makes me wonder if maybe like padma keeps him from living his full life no, no, I think don't, it's the don't show. Don't slander your sweet Padma <laughs> no. that way. No, no, no. Uh-uh. You don't think she's He's playing a back? different role? He's no. not the point guard on that show. It's it's a thi- it's true. a situation where on the regular show Padma is the kind of like person who's distributing everything, kind of leading the conversations with contestants and as a show. And on Last Chance Kitchen, Tom gets to do that, which is great. In a different vibe. Yeah. But you can't have two people You're right. kind of doing, like, spearheading. You're things. right. You're right. I I really liked this challenge, too. I think a lot of the challenges in Last Chance Kitchen are more fun than the quick fires, at least. I just feel like they're really yes. innovative. They're clever. So this one was unidentified food. And one of the things they did, we found out, was that they, like, cut the food weird. Yeah, the scallops. So the scallops were not cut like normal scallops to try to throw them off the scent, which I thought was really cool. Um, the Broracle makes spam empanadas on accident and lose... Oh, I, we called that it was spam. You did? Oh, Sarah nice. Did. Yeah. Sarah. Nicely oh. done, Sarah. When it he wasn't... said mortadella, Sarah was like, spam. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> I loved that reveal, and he seemed upset by it. But it also kind of <laughs> pleased, like, they would have done... Both of them would not have made this dish. That They both turned out great, and they wouldn't have done it as confidently if they'd known what they were cooking with, because David oh, yeah. made Romanesco with sugar cookie crumbles. That's the most amazing thing. I was just sitting there like, uh, uh, admittedly a little high, just like <laughs> sugar cookie romesco. How'd he pull that one out? How'd he do it? And how did he take a bite of it and think these tasted like nuts when they were cookies? It was crumbly and sugary. That was like looking at it from afar. It's like the crumbly texture of that. I would at the most think, is this like some type of like pie crust gravel? Like the stuff they use at Milk Bar? But like... No, I think it was really sweet and funny that he immediately thought they were nuts. <laughs> but then he also kept saying they're some type of nuts. I know, and yeah. the people, the peanut gallery was like, what do you have? And he's like, nuts. And I think it was Nini was like, 
are you sure those are nuts? <laughs> like, even from that far away. I wonder if it was a situation where, like, they gave the peanut gallery all these ingredients and, like, make this as in re- unrecognizable as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, and then, like, maybe I, that's they so knew fun. what everything was. You guys, they haven't done on Top Chef, like, the blind taste test for so long. That's true. No, I miss it. Well, yeah. and that's one thing I liked about this was that it turns out even when it's not blind, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, he, I would be terrible at this one. I, he was like, obviously those are scallops. And I was like, are those scallops? <laughs> like, I couldn't even. Yeah. Well, and that's the fun of the, the blind taste test is like laughing at them and being like, obviously. And then it turns out it's really hard. Even just in any, even when it's way easier, it's still too difficult. Um, although also just really quick aside, um, I, uh, they were talking about this on the slate political gab fest this week for whatever reason, but it turns out no nuts are actually nuts. Oh. Um, like, you know, peanuts are not actually nuts. That's right. common, but they're it turns legumes. out they're legumes, but it turns out there's a, uh, a lot of things are droops, which are not nuts. Um, no. So like, Stop. I know, I know it's but like basically there is like there is no if you if you get a mixed nut, there's no nuts in it. So, right, uh, so what are there any nuts? What, what is a nut? Then? Yeah. Great question. A hazelnut is a nut. Oh. But a, ca- a cashew, that... not a nut. Um, walnuts are not nuts. Almonds? Um, Almonds are not nuts. A lot of them are. I mean, droops. You're eating droops all over the place, man. Apparently, it's like it, it's like there's like a fruit around it, and that's what makes it. It's like the seed of a fruit as opposed to a separate thing. I don't know. Huh. Um, but no, no wow. nuts are nuts. Is an acorn a nut? I do not know. Good question. I think it's a seed. You know, what? we got certainly stop not a the corn. Um, <laughs> man, Tom I, Shep, Tom Kalicki over here. I I mean, I don't. <laughs> I, I, in general, I find this kind of thing like really fun and then also a little bit annoying. Like our lives are not improved by like and if we called it mixed droops, it would not be better. I don't know. I think it's sell more with the teens. <laughs> if you tell the teens like, hey, you want some droops? <laughs> <laughs> M- M- Mr. Peanut down an alley with like his like jacket held open like you want to buy some droops, kids? You want some droops? You can vape them. Um Anyway, so just to decide about nuts. But anyway, so uh, uh, the Romanesco with cookies wins. I don't know how, but he did it. Um, and I, and I, most shockingly, found myself sad for Broracle, who I had just started to like. Yeah, I, Alex Aww. was watching it this morning, and and when when he lost, Alex was like, "Oh, <laughs> it's like, did, did you want him to win?" That's another like, thing. Yeah, I guess I did. There are people I like in Last Chance Kitchen that I don't like on the show, and and, and yeah. Broracle is one of them. Yeah. Yeah. And and yeah. he still learned to love food. I was happy for him. He does. He seemed nice. And then also Brian was still bullying him from the the stools. All delightful. Yeah, I, I he's a cool dude. I think he's real chill. Yeah, I, that's I, that's my Brian take. I, Brandon take. I feel like uh, the hair is the one part that is totally his choice. Like the fact that his voice is the way it is is like genetic and the way where, where he grew up. His face can't really help his face, but man, he could change. He could get a less uh, broy haircut, and people might. But like, but what? Because my counterpoint is, yeah, if he had shorter hair, he would look a little Nazi, kind of like a like a nineties twerp or <laughs> like a neo Nazi. Which either one of those very bad. I, I know what hair he needs. Yeah, and this is the only time I've ever in my life recommended this. He'd do well with a man bun. <laughs> oh, how 
would that be better? No, you guys, how would that improve? Because no, he'd be like chill. He'd be like cool because he'd see the top knot up there. He'd just it'd give him a more relaxed vibe. While where like you don't have that immediate like this guy's got some like ulterior sort. He, he's not. He wouldn't look like someone who's about to bully you. He looks like someone who's more approachable. He would. It would definitely make him more approachable. I agree with that. Um. All right. So that is no chance. Last, last up, uh, two more quick things. One is let's do some predictions. We haven't done predictions in a while. And I think with seven chefs in the competition, it is a perfect time to force everybody to give me your top three. I want your win place and show for this season. It's officially time to make that decision. All right. So we'll start with uh, one of our listeners writing in. Jen writes in, uh, my ideal finale finale at this point is Eric, Justin, and Kelsey. I think they are all amazing chefs and I love their dynamic. Yeah. All right. Mm. I think it's a solid guess. Um, I think it's a... I, I mean, it is an interesting part in the show in that I, uh, I like them all and I think they all could win. I think Eric... Eric Eric, Justin, and Kelsey are probably on my list. Hmm. Uh, I have. I had a thought. Yeah. In this episode, I I don't I don't want to put win play show because I think that's rude and I think that I that's just not I don't want to let my biases show okay. by doing that. All right. But I think the final three are going to end up as Justin, Michelle, and Eddie. Oh. Because I noticed in this episode... That's mine too, actually. Really? Uh, Michelle was mm-hmm. getting, like, talking heads and new outfits. Mm. And, like, where she had, like, more hair and makeup done, it looked like. So it seemed like they were having her kind of give more thorough kind of talking heads. I don't... So Megan made getting, a point about sticking this... Sticking around longer. Which was that Megan thinks that if she was going to win, we would have seen more of her earlier. So we kind of wanted to go back and watch the earlier episodes to see if, you know, it was just that there were so many people and we didn't notice, you know. Yeah, because I feel like she was not on the show until episode five. And that just seems like a weird choice if you weren't. Yeah, but I also think she was making not great food. But if she won, you don't think they'd shoehorn her in there? No, I don't. Because I think they really want to go on an episode by episode basis. And Hmm. it shows their cards if they shoehorn her in when she's not... Making, when she's making like food, those, when like, there's other stuff to do, you know, it'd be like, the yeah, they're like, why are we looking at this girl who's making mayonnaise sandwiches when the other drama and the more interesting food is happening over here? True, true. I don't think we can necessarily look to the editing in that way to to like point to the winner, but yeah, based on the food that she is cooking now, I think she's got staying power. I think she's hitting her stride. Um, and yeah, I think Eddie is just too good to I... not continue like making it, and I think. I think Justin's mm. food is too interesting. Man. And he's cool under pressure, too. I I think Michelle is my favorite right now. I'm sort of rooting for Michelle, but it's hard for me to imagine her in the final three somehow. Hmm. I think I'm too well, persuaded by the earlier mayonnaise sandwiches, whereas I feel I, like you, Kelsey is hitting her stride, and I I don't know how you could pick pick not Kelsey right now, especially with her. Like they, There are going to be more catering challenges between now and the end, and that's her thing. She's excellent, but she also just had two kind of bad dishes this episode. Yeah. Well, no, her first one was great, but dude had a sore in his mouth and didn't want acid. (laughs) That wasn't on her. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I I just get that sense. I I, that that's where I'm seeing like 
the the strengths going to I want to pick Eric too, but yeah. I I I just don't get his food enough. Like I can understand what everyone's saying about Eddie and Justin's and seeing that on display. And because Eric also has been like kind of in the middle on all the elimination challenges, we've not gotten a lot of opportunities to hear about his food in greater detail. He did win one elimination challenge. I uh, believe which one was it was the one I, where he was um, shucking all of the uh, were they oysters? Oh, yes. oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, wait. Yeah. So we had two winning oyster dishes out of out of nine episodes already. That's they interesting. love oysters. <laughs> yeah, I I yeah. love oysters, but I didn't know oysters could be like. I think they they seem like there's not enough room to play for you to win with them, but it's happened twice. Yeah, it's very impressive. Um, I feel like there's no way Eddie can survive to the end. I feel like he's gonna burst a blood vessel in his neck, and just leave i just can't imagine Yeah, the only thing stopping eddie is his frail frail body (laughs) (laughs) well and actually so here okay so i'm I'm gonna let's do our so let's do our official three so um remind me what yours were kyle uh justin michelle and eddie i'm not picking that's fair that's fair Justin, michelle eddie for the final three sarah you agree yeah that was mine too okay i like justin as a pick i'm gonna say my three are justin kelsey adrian and here is my reasoning. Adrian got through the norovirus and she's survived on the show. Everyone else is going to get it over the next three episodes and they can't all survive not cooking their own food one day. I think she's she she got norovirus at just the right time. She's she got through it when you could hide it at group challenge. But as it gets harder, they're going to be taken out one by one. Megan. That's sad. <laughs> oh, well, then I didn't deliver that joke well. <laughs> um, I don't know. I've been thinking about it. I honestly just don't know, you guys. Yeah. Like, I, I really don't. I think they're all great. Yeah, they're it's all good really picks. Hard. I, I don't feel like there's a bad pick here yet. Mm-hmm. Plus, you got to think maybe David will come back. It's true. Yeah, I don't know. I, oh, he was really good at quick fires, David. He was the quick fire champion. Yeah. Yeah. So he could be, you know, he could totally come back. He's one of the few people I'm rooting against coming back because I just don't want to see him and Richard Blaze in the same room again and just watch him melt down with his love for Blaze. I just I don't Aww. need that anymore. I like David it's too much. <laughs> I don't like him because I think he's Eddie. <laughs> I just don't understand this at all. <laughs> when when they were both on the bottom, how did you not notice they were the same height and had the same facial hair and were both stressed for different reasons? They are the same person. They are different people. They are so they different. And Eddie just different. looks so stressed and David is like generally, maybe not in this episode, but generally a lot more chill. And so you can just kind of tell by their demeanor. Nope. They have different complexions. Eddie has like kind of beady eyes while David has like deeper rounder eyes uh they they have different eddie has a very pointy chin if i was i'm not saying that you couldn't find different this isn't like a spot seven differences i believe they're there but i'm saying on first glance they could be the same person this is really interesting because alex is actually really good at spot the differences games in the newspaper that's true that is one of my specialties is spot seven differences but i can't do it on face i just have a face phasia that has haunted me (laughs) for several years we're like Whenever you play Spot the Difference games, the first glance you make is like, well, they're exactly the same. But <laughs> let's drill down. 
<laughs> yeah, maybe that's what I need to do is I need to try harder to drill down. All right, so we have we have four good uh, guesses at the final three and then one abstention from Megan. Um, uh, I'd love to hear your top three, so please send them in. If you will, if you're brave enough to give me win place show, I would even I would even like that the most. Um, okay, so quick tasting notes. Um, so I had this idea that I wanted to do a little segment if we had a chance to eat at Top Chef restaurants, or if our listeners got a chance to eat at a chef restaurant um, from from the show at some point, that they could send in some tasting notes for us. And so as I mentioned a couple weeks ago, I my brother brother in law of the show Brian sent me on a uh, Top Chef. Uh, adventure in new york and philadelphia i only managed to get to two of them but since the second one was expensive i managed to spend the whole flexible gift card so um (laughs) but really quick uh silva in uh, has a couple restaurants in philadelphia oh so nicholas uh, elmy in philadelphia you find him no turns out like a couple weeks before i got there he left the restaurant he was chefing and became the chef at a a restaurant in a private club so i am not eligible to eat nicholas elmy's food at the moment what a what a villain move i know isn't it such a perfect villain move oh man he's making food for freaking davos yeah yeah exactly so he's off in 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 the the gym that the davos the davos crowd hangs out in um so he's being a villain it's great then uh but i so i couldn't do that but silva who you guys obviously remember as a uh, fifth place from season 14 um yes has a place in philly called silva's baby buns which i my first uh if i was giving you constructive feedback would be not to call it that um Baby Buns is a real weird name, but it's a little slider place in a fun food hall, and uh, and it was it was very fifth place. It was totally fine. It was fine. Um, well, but you didn't. So we should mention Alex or mm-hmm. remind everyone that you are vegetarian. Yeah, I've told so many people. So um, you know, I'm not w- eating all of his best. You got it. You got But really... I have the buns, and well, so my main criticisms were not that the bur- the burger was it was a it was an impossible burger, but it was uh. There were sliders, and it was $17 for two tiny, tiny sliders, and that feels high. That's eight and a half bucks per bite of burger. Yeah, I'm not... I'm I'm very anti-slider. If you're going to give me a burger, give me a full burger. That slider... You're not treat. You're not treating it too well. Yeah, I feel like that's not fair. And then my other... My main problem was the uh, truffle fries were, were not good. And so I feel like that's the thing that any burger lover could also agree. They were very thick and they were soft. They were limp French fries. And that's like a thick, soft French fry is not a good way to go. Mm. So fifth place. Mm. Stay in it, Silva. Um, uh, my other... Well, and then I'll, I'll, I'll save the best one for last. But then the other thing I did, this was for you guys. This is for you, Sarah, is I tried the Shake Shack mushroom burger. Yes. Because we don't have a Shake Shack in Portland. So when you guys were talking about it, it's not an option that I have. But I was in New York and I got Shake Shack. Uh, my general problem with Portobello mushroom burgers is that they are just hot water and in a thin mushroom coating. And uh, so they're just a little, it's very watery. Uh, but the yeah. Shake, Shake Shack's fried. It's beautiful. But I took my first bite of it and it literally popped. Yeah. It went and then a cheese goo shot out, I'd say three inches out the back of the burger. It was, it was something. It was very impressive. <laughs> 
I wouldn't Alex, say... I'm sorry. I, we try to set you up with nice things, and I don't know. I didn't know your opinions about mushrooms. I would have steered you clear. I, I mean, it was it was still fun. It was still pretty good. Um, but it was a weird. There was a weird popping sensation. It's not something I'm, I'm used to in a veggie burger. But anyway, the best thing I did though, I went to Jean George's restaurant in New York. Um, one of his Ooh. many restaurants. I went to Jean George's vegetarian restaurant, ABCV. So he owns three restaurants in a furniture store called ABC. That is like a crazy balls five story furniture store in Manhattan, and uh, yeah, but one of them is a vegetarian restaurant, and it is so so good. It was incredible. Um, uh, it, two fun things were when I sat down alone. They were like, "Well, our plates are meant to be shared," but and so they were like, they started by making me feel real bad for not having any friends. Oh, that was sad. <laughs> um, okay. So that was weird. Good but to a know lot of Yelp. people eat alone. That's yeah, really weird. I would think, yeah, he just like seemed so he like he seemed disappointed for me that I had no one to give it to. Um also he seemed the, the server seemed very surprised when he said, uh, what allergies do you have? And I said none. So clearly <laughs> he was like, Oh, and then just put away his notebook like that had never happened to him before. Anyway, but the food was just insane. Uh, there was a, uh, I had a, a stuffed artichoke heart that looked like a scallop um, that had a uh, like a pine nut stuffing in it. And they were grilled and they were on uh, a bed of citrus and olive oil that was just... There was so many supremes of various citruses and it was just just incredible. And then it was a brown... I had a brown sticky rice uh, main uh, that was so different and really, really phenomenal. And uh, and a hummus with a crudite that was by far the fanciest crudite I've ever had. Mm. You, I wouldn't think crudite, but it was, it was really, really incredible. Anyway, just the best. That was one of the best meals I've had anywhere. So, um, Jean George, first place in all of our hearts. I mean, he's a judge, so of course. But and also, just the furniture store is crazy. Highly recommend ABCV. So those are my tasting notes. Nice. Sorry, so many of them are sad. But if you guys at home or or on the show, but if any of you get out to a Top Chef restaurant, I would love just a real a quick little blurb about it, a tasting notes, and we can talk about it on the show or throw it up on the blog, perhaps. But if you get well, a chance, one just opened here, so hopefully we'll be able to go to it. Soon. What just opened there? Mayland Nightshade. Mmm. Cool. Is it? Yeah, just... they have a Mapo tofu lasagna. Oh, okay. I'm awesome. listening. I'm listening. <laughs> And also, like, hot chick. They have a Tom Yun Bloomin' Onion. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, Whoa, uh, okay. Also, uh, a quail dish that's a, a twist on Nashville hot chicken, but made with, like, fried quail. <gasps> Intriguing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we're, we've been talking about going there for a couple weeks, and the timing just hasn't worked out yet, but we're going to go within the next month, I would say. Oh, good. Well, please bring back your tasting notes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll bring some tasting notes. We'll also share an interview she did in the last week where... It shows exactly how intense she is, where it's like her breaking down the first month. Uh, and it's a it's a real delight. Oh, interesting. Awesome. Yeah, I cool. will definitely read that. All right. Well, yeah, we'll throw that up in the show notes as well on packyourmics.com. Uh, that's going to do it for the show. Thank you for sticking around. Um, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Um, you know, he's not here right now, so I'll send Chris a quick text that he has to pack his mics and go. But I'm sure he'll really care about that from Mexico City. <laughs> well, also, Chris just found out right before I left that he is in Mexico City for two days for vacation and has to fly straight from there to a business trip in Peru. Um, so he's got a yeah. crazy week. Well, not fun. His business trips are not fun. He will not see any of Peru except the inside of a, an office. But 
Um, though, so he was like, as he was packing, he, they were like, also pack business suits and a bunch of cables. Anyway, <laughs> um, so hopefully they'll be back next week and we can ask him all about Mexico uh, and possibly about Peru. But um, I'll text him anyway. Um, thanks for joining me, Megan. Yeah. It's great talking to you. And uh, thanks for hanging out, Sarah and Kyle in Los Angeles. Oh, Happy our pleasure. So excited uh, to keep going. We have so many. We have a few more episodes. We have, what, four or five next left? So stick around. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.